You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 45 of this podcast. I am your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. The topic of this week's episode is Question four in the manual for teachers. What are the characteristics of God's teachers? In last week's episode, who are God's teachers? Question one in the manual. I said that a teacher of God is anyone who chooses to live from a perspective of love instead of fear, to experience peace instead of pain, and to practice forgiveness instead of engaging in judgment. And how someone makes this choice is by choosing the Holy Spirit's thought system of oneness and letting go of the ego's thought system of separation. I also said that based on what is taught or shared in the course about uh, who the teachers of God are, that as students of A Course in Miracles, we can consider ourselves to be all teachers of God in training. Because what the Course is teaching us is how to undo and relinquish the ego so that the Holy Spirit's thought system becomes the only choice. And in so doing, we become an advanced teacher of God. The characteristics of God's teachers, the subject of question four in the manual and the topic of this week's episode, refers to advanced teachers of God. And we can look at that list of characteristics as a preview of coming attractions, so to speak. The way we will be, live, express ourselves, or show up when we completely stop choosing the ego's thought system as the lens through which we look at ourselves, each other, and the world. You see, the characteristics that of God, these characteristics of God teaches that the Course lists are our natural state of being. But when we choose the ego's thought system, the illusions of the ego causes us to literally lose sight of our true self and this state as being natural for us. We believe or we misperceive that we have to behave or act in certain ways in order to acquire those characteristics so that we can then embody them. Because remember, when we accept or buy in to the ego's thought system, we see ourselves as bodies and that are vulnerable and not at all godlike in any way. So we, we feel that these characteristics are, they're not na a natural part of us. It's something we have to either acquire or earn or achieve in some way, develop in some way. So because these characteristics are a natural state, they're not qualities that we have to develop or acquire, but we simply need to recognize and reveal or uncover them by letting go of the ego's thought system, which, like I said, literally blocks the awareness of these characteristics as our true state or true nature. The Course lists 10 characteristics of God's teachers, and they're listed in an order that shows 
how the embodiment of one, at least for nine of them, that the embodiment of one is required or leads to the embodiment of the next. However, recognizing, revealing, and then embodying any and all of these nine characteristics is totally dependent on development of the first characteristics, which is trust. And this is the only characteristic that must be developed. Because the development of trust is really the process of undoing and relinquishing the ego all the way through to recognizing your true self. So you naturally express yourself and show up and be the advanced teacher of God that you are as you, having gone through this process of developing trust. The development of trust is what will allow you to recognize the illusory nature of the world, to realize the literal impotence of anything in it to victimize you, and to understand that the perception of yourself as a body living in a world surrounded by other bodies is nothing but the idea of the ego's thought system of separation that is being experienced only within your mind. Now, this makes trust the most important characteristic of, teach of God's teachers because it is the foundation for all other characteristics to be recognized and then eventually embodied. Trust is what allows the teacher of God to embody and express the characteristic of honesty, which is the second characteristic of the teacher of God on the list. Honesty in the Course is defined as consistency, where what you say reflects what you think and believe, and you act in a manner consistent with that, instead of doing things you don't really want to do or that are inconsistent with what you think and believe. The third characteristic of God's teacher is tolerance. And tolerance in the Course is giving up judgment which definitely requires the development of trust, where you become aware that you cannot judge. And to engage in judgment, in spite of this awareness, would make you dishonest, so you give it up. Gentleness is the fourth characteristic, and it is giving up the desire to hurt or harm others. And this too is another form of non-judgment. Through the development of trust, you realize that you're not a body, and only bodies can hurt or be hurt. So you literally fear nothing or no one, and you feel no need to defend against anything, which is what judgment is. Judgment can be said, described or seen as, or said to be a weapon of defense. And to defend is to attack, by way of causing harm to your perceived attacker. So, if there is nothing to fear and nothing to defend against, there is no need to, to, cause, to want to cause harm. The fifth characteristic of a teacher of God is joy. Joy is the inevitable result of gentleness. Because when you embody the characteristic of gentleness, you practice forgiveness instead of engaging in judgment. Judgment always generates guilt within us for judging another. And thoughts of guilt in the mind 
serve as blocks to the awareness of our true state. So when we embody gentleness and practice forgiveness instead of judgment, there is no guilt in the mind. And the clearest or simplest way to define joy is as what you experience in the absence of guilt, your natural state. And joy, like honesty and gentleness, is our natural state. The sixth characteristic is defenselessness. In practical terms, it's about simplicity and it undoes the defensiveness by which we live or that tends to define our lives before we develop trust. When trust is not developed, we feel vulnerable. And when I, by saying when trust is not developed, I mean when we have still bought into the ego's thought system or we're still looking through the lens of the ego, trust is not developed. And what we feel is we feel vulnerable. We fear, literally fear that we can be victimized at every turn. And we're constantly, you know, on the lookout, looking at all the ways or thinking of all the ways that we could be victimized and very often planning, you know, different strategies or preventative means or ways to defend against or prevent those perceived attacks. Now, without realizing it and without seeing it this way, this makes our lives very complicated, <laughs> you know, in all those attempts to keep ourselves safe from perceived harm or threat. When trust is developed, we realize that we cannot be victimized because the world is an illusion and illusions cannot hurt. So there is nothing to defend against. We let go of the planning and the strategizing and metaphorically, we put our defenses down and no longer engage in defensiveness. Characteristic of God's teachers, number seven, is generosity. Generosity, in, this, in the course, is understanding that giving and receiving is one and the same. This was the topic of episode 27. The development of trust reminds the teacher of God that what you give, you keep because all you are ever giving is a thought. Because remember, mind is all there is. Everything takes place in the mind. Everything is an idea or thought or an idea. And so all you're doing is either giving, entertaining, thinking of, experiencing thoughts and ideas. So to give a thought is to think or entertain a thought, which you will always experience in some form because you are thinking it. Right? In other words, you keep what you give. Having developed trust, the teacher of God wants to be truly generous and give what he wants to keep. So he entertains, gives, only thoughts that include and extend to everyone. And this takes the form of letting go of grievances, relinquishing judgment, you know, don't hold any grudges or things like that. Don't see anyone as being inherently different in any way or lacking in any way. And this will always be experienced in some form of love or as an act of kindness by the person who's on the receiving end or the receiver. And as this act of generosity, it would, it would be experienced in some form of love. And as an experience of love, it will be experienced 
as an experience of love or some form of love by the one who has done or is doing the giving. Because remember, again, you're extending something that you want to keep, that you know to be true about you. And if it's true for and about you, it's true for everyone. And so as you give, you receive, you only want to experience the truth. <laughs> Generosity then can simply be said to be giving what you want to keep instead of giving something away because there is no where for anything to go. Everything happens in the mind. Everything stays in the mind. What you give, you keep because you experience it yourself. Patience is the eighth characteristic of a teacher of God, and it's described as the ability to wait without anxiety. The manual says that patience is natural to, to the teacher of God. It comes from understanding that regardless of how or what is, is or isn't taking place in your life, that you will not perish, that all not only is well, but all will be well. So you don't feel pressured or victimized by time. You, you don't feel taken off your peace by how your life is or isn't unfolding. You, you don't feel riddled with guilt over past mistakes or what appeared to be missed opportunities or that your direction or those of others were altered in a negative way because of anything that happened in the past or anything that you missed out on. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't try to make the right decisions or to try to do things on time or within a timely manner, but you don't obsess over it and or feel that that would in any way jeopardize your outcome or the way you feel or the quality of your experience. The advanced teacher of God looks at past mistakes as opportunities for forgiveness. And this way, he performs his function, or you perform your function, letting go of guilt and judgment, because you're no longer perceiving the past as having some kind of power to determine the quality of your life or the direction of your life. Faithfulness is the ninth characteristic of a teacher of God. And Faithfulness is about embodying all the previous characteristics and applying them to all situations in all areas of life. Faithfulness can be seen as the demonstration of the first principle of miracles that states there is no order of difficulty in miracles. It's the realization that all sickness, conflict, problems, dis-ease, discord that we see in the world they're really errors in perception, or rather, misperception. And that all that is ever required to heal, solve, or correct any problem is a correction of perception, what the Course calls a miracle. And without the development of trust, the teacher of God cannot be faithful. The tenth and final characteristic of God's teachers is open-mindedness. And it is very well placed in the order of listing as it's the highest level of awareness, the highest, the last characteristic to be 
experienced or recognized and embodied by the teacher of God. And it's the highest level of awareness that the teacher of God can achieve before fully realizing his oneness with God, where no more learning is necessary, right? At this point, this is the end of your training as a teacher of God. You have now become an advanced teacher of God, and the next step is literally total enlightenment, total awakening. So open-mindedness can best be described as the process of forgiveness completed, in which all thoughts of judgment and guilt are released. So there are no more thoughts that would serve as blocks to a natural state of mind. The mind is literally, we're literally open to the nature of our mind, the contents of our mind, and furthermore, the idea that we are a mind and not body. So as the heading of workbook lesson 332 states, Fear binds the world. Forgiveness sets it free. With the practice of forgiveness complete in the characteristic of open-mindedness, all the illusions of the ego disappear, freeing you to experience the real world, your natural state, which is within your mind. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And do subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.